following podcast represents the perspectives of the host and our guests. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent those of our places of work. This episode is presented as originally recorded. Some content and commentary may be outdated. Hello and welcome to another episode of Parcels of Info, an NDC podcast, our most efficient way to deliver parcels of valuable information straight to the healthcare supply chain. Today, I have guests Steve Martin and Jack Moran. Steve is the Senior Vice President of Supplier Management at NDC, and Jack Moran is the Managing Partner at MTMC. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks, Liz. Appreciate you inviting us to join. Good afternoon, Liz. Nice to talk to you. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to this conversation. We're about to dive right into um, a discussion about how the pandemic has put a relationship industry to the test. So, you know, you two have been friends for years, right? You guys have a great relationship in the healthcare industry. I think it's been 25 years, huh, Jack? Somewhere in that range? Yeah, we're old. Wow. That is how old I am. <laughs> that makes us feel that makes us feel great, Liz. That's nice. Ouch, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's quite a long-standing relationship you have. So clearly the healthcare industry is a relationship industry. You guys are a great example of that. So how would you both say those relationships are being tested by this remote work life caused by the pandemic? Yeah, it's been interesting, you know. Um we're used to having uh, our, our manufacturer supplier partners visiting us uh, on a regular basis for meetings around, uh, you know, how our relationship's going, a general business review, or how do we grow the business for the upcoming year or quarter, um, or product launches, you know, a, a litany of different reasons why getting together has made sense in the past and this past year. Um, you know, those have all gone away, and along with that, of the the uh, the chance to uh, you know uh, develop a relationship outside of just business has gone away as well. And so, you know, that's the the impact that there's been on there. But the uh, on the other side of it, you know, one of the positives uh, has been all those great relationships have been so uh, beneficial in pivoting, changing the way we you know, have to deal with this pandemic, uh, that we've leveraged those relationships um, to more more quickly respond and, and change the way we do business in the pandemic. So it's been interesting to see the different impacts this year has made. That's a good point, how those relationships you built before really helped you when everything hit the fan at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, I, I would comment on that. I, I think um, there's an efficiency that was really found in, in, in those old relationships and being able to, to respond really quickly, um, which was important uh, to, to, to customers. Um, you know, those relationships didn't run as deep and as long and they were brand new. There, there would have been a lot of lost time and, and a lot of inefficiency. I, I think even on simple things, there were suppliers of, of, uh, that weren't set up with NDC and weren't partners to MTMC. And I can think of m multiple times I talked to either Steve or Brad saying, what do you guys think of this company? Because neither of us had experience with them, but there was a demand in the market for their product. And if those relationships didn't exist, you know, th there was inefficiencies in not being able to bet out what was going to be the right products for customers. It's been interesting because, you know, it's not only been the, the folks that we do business with that we've, um, you know, leveraged our relationships with. It's also folks that 
are actually our you know competitors. So I have a lot of uh, you know contacts uh, from my days at, at PSS that now work at McKesson and and being able to reach out to some of those folks and uh, and kind of say here here are some of the things we're seeing we're feeling right. Uh, how are you you know kind of trying to resolve some of those supply issues and uh, and kind of bouncing if nothing more than just pain stories off of each other, uh, <laughs> you know, it was nice to you know, be able to reach out and kind of see other perspectives on how folks were addressing problems. Right. The pandemic kind of brought everyone together in that sense. Absolutely. You know, not, not to mention the, the great things that our, our industry association HIDA does to kind of champion, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, uh, resolution of issues and problems or things that need to be done by our, federal government or state governments to kind of help solve the problems that we're seeing out there. What does the post-pandemic world look like within the healthcare supply chain as far as, you know, getting together, missing that human connection? Jack, how are you guys going to proceed forward at this point in time in the pandemic with your, your sales force? You know, again, I, I think we anticipate that um, the old way we were conducting business with customers will come back to some degree. Uh, may, maybe not at the the same, uh, quite the same pace or, or level. We've certainly, just like everybody, have, have gotten a lot better at utilizing technology. I, I, I think um, early on it was utilized for, for Zoom happy hours to keep relationships going. And uh, as time wore on, I, I watched our team and, and myself included in this not use it for that. It started to be really used as a way to conduct business, as a way to, 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 to conduct business with end users and with and with distributor partners. So I, I don't think that's going to go away. I, I think it won't be nine a day like it is right now or whatever everybody's doing all day long. It'll be a percentage. And I'm already seeing that, you know, our, our team, especially the team that's more focused in the physician office market is, is, is out on the road quite a bit uh, compared to you know, where they were two months ago. So it, it'll be a slow uh, way back, but I'm, I'm not sure it's ever going to be quite the exact same. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think, you know, this has changed, um, gotten people comfortable with technology that had been out there, you know, to do virtual meetings and so forth. This has kind of forced everybody to, you know, learn how to use that technology and get comfortable with it. So I do believe that that this technology will continue to be leveraged. But, you know, it's interesting, just recently, if we had had this call two weeks ago, I might have a different perspective on it. But, you know, just recently you're seeing the uptick in vaccinations. You're, you're seeing, you know, the downtick in, in uh, COVID cases. And, and, you know, I think that I can now see, you know, maybe, uh, you know, come Q2 or Q3 of this year, you know, that, that folks start to ease up on travel restrictions and, and folks start to get back out and, and hopefully, I'd say before the end of the year, we're, we're we're tipping back towards what you know what used to be normal. But I do believe Jack's correct that we'll continue to leverage these uh, virtual platforms to be way more efficient in covering business issues with partners without having to jump on a plane and go somewhere. Why not? You have this new tool, right? But I do think I mean Steve made the comment early. The you, you can't underestimate you know, the, the, the lunches or the dinners or the meetings where you, you get that personal connection. And, and that has been very, very difficult to establish uh, via the technology. Um, so, I, you know, I look forward to those types of meetings coming back. And even if there's less of them, I, I do think they'll probably be more productive. 
uh, you know, I, I can think of times where I've gotten together with Steve and probably haven't spent the amount of time I should have uh, on the front end of, you know, what should we really talk about? What's the agenda? Because I kind of took it for granted. I'll see him again, you know, next month. Um, so I think there is some, again, I'll, I'll probably overused word efficiency in, in all of this, where when we are meeting more in person, which I very much look forward to, it, the, those meetings will probably be a little more well thought out and you'll still get that personal connection, but they'll probably be more productive than they were before because they won't be taken for granted as much. Yeah, it's interesting because one of the, the big things here at NDC baked into our culture around our, our our supplier relationships, you know, treating suppliers as customers and and really making sure that they feel comfortable with NDC as a channel partner for them. You know, going to dinner, although it seems it doesn't seem business related. It really has been and that it's, we take out our, our supplier partners and we host them for a dinner here in NDC and, and we pay for it because we have found that that relationship building has led us to better lines of communication to understand, you know, what's important for that, that supplier customer of ours. How do we deliver value to them? How do we, you know, take care of their customers that we're servicing on their behalf? And, and having them know that, you know, that they have not only a business partner, but a, uh, you know, a, a partnership that is vested in the, in the relationship and, and them as a person or, or people is, has gone a long way with us growing this company over the, the past 10 years. So it, I'm looking forward to that coming back because I feel like that's just been part of the secret sauce, as we like to say here at NDC, of what makes us successful. I've seen that firsthand in my past year plus with the company. I think that's really special, something that NDC does a really great job of upholding those strong connections and partnerships and relationships. So what are some of the implications you both have seen surrounding, you know, all these business interactions, taking a 180, switching to virtual events? And are there cost savings around this, would you say? There's definitely cost cost savings on the travel, obviously. Um you know, from that standpoint, there's there's cost savings all the way throughout. Cost savings from traveling, you know, for me going to meet with Steve at, at NDC, our reps not being on the road as much. Um, so there's cost savings. Or should I say, are they significant enough? You know, I think it's, it depends on the size of the company. So we're we're not a we're not a huge company. So for us, it was you know it was significant, but it, it wouldn't be a reason why we would stay in that mode. Right. Um, I think we're again, we're going to be a little bit more strategic about it than we have been in the past because uh, we're, we're comfortable with the technology. But we're not going to base decisions on that at all. And, and again, we're a smaller company, but we, I, I don't think we're thinking in those terms at all. Yeah. You know, for us, uh, you know, the when I look at the, the T&E budget savings that we've had over the past year for for not traveling or attending shows or, or having yeah, business business entertainment activities is really insignificant compared to it, it slowed us down on some of our new business opportunities. And that you know a lot of times it's very really powerful if we grab a few of our teammates and we go visit a manufacturing uh, prospective manufacturer, go to their location. They can engage a lot more of their team that way instead of having to have you know six eight people travel to visit us to understand operations, rebates, uh, accounting, sales, marketing, you know, we can kind of go there and we can and bring our dog and pony show and, and deliver that to the, to a, a larger audience. And we haven't been able to do that this past year. So some of our, you know, 
supplier pipeline opportunities have kind of slowed down because of this, even if they weren't impacted by shortages in product or allocation of product. It's just made it a little more difficult for us to to convey our value prop and how how NDC can help them be efficient and grow and all the good things that we can do for a supplier. So uh, that, that's been a little bit of the, you know, what I've seen happen and, and the dollars that we spend to travel for those opportunities are well worth it if we are able to come to agreement. So missing out on some of that um, in the sales cycle. I 100% agree. Yeah, 100% agree. We, we, we've seen, seen the same exact thing and uh, our, our pipeline of new partnerships is, is, does, is weak, you know, just because we haven't had that opportunity. We, uh, we've been fortunate that we have a great uh, partnerships across the board now, and we've done a good job of maintaining those throughout this, but the new relationships, and I, I think our, 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 our team feels that even too, you know, new relationships with new distributors or with new end users, acquiring new relationships during this has been a, a very big challenge. I can only imagine. You know, and I think that, uh, you know, a lot of that has is, is also been because of, you know, just the fact that we've been fighting a lot of fires that take your eye off of longer term activities and grow the business. And that's been uh, also the reality of, of this pandemic is we've spent more time on problem solving than normal. These are some great points. And I wanted to just know a little bit more about the lack of industry events and the implications around those and how, what you guys have seen, not having that, you know, in-person human connection. Yeah. So for me, uh, you know, I, I think of, you know, the, the industry trade shows, whether they be a Haida or, or AACC or, or whatever it might be, th- those events have, have always been very impactful for NDC. It's a place where, you know, um, we can expand our pipeline of, of potential suppliers, look for, for new opportunities. Um, but it's also uh, delivered a great efficiency in the way a lot of industry events work, where you can set up, you know, uh, 20 plus meetings over the course of a two or three day conference with key partners and meet face to face and uh, and be able to really have some good business meetings. Um, but, you know, I, you know, the other part of it, again, is just uh, I really miss the opportunity to go and and uh, grab a beer at the end of the day at the bar and bump into somebody that I might not know, might not have a meeting scheduled with, meet a new face, uh, you know, see old faces and old friends that, that uh, I haven't seen in a while. And just that There's something special about that, that is absolutely special, that little chance to have a catch up event couple times a year with the industry folks is extremely impactful. And I hope we can get back to that real soon. I couldn't agree more. Uh, That's been a critical component of us expanding our network and uh, just our business overall. Um, Getting back to that is, is very important to, to our, our business for sure. Jack, do you think if this doesn't change, you know, a year or two from now, you know, there'll be a, a hidden cost to this? Uh, yes. I, I think if it doesn't change in a year or two, I, I, I think we'll, we'll go back and look at, again, new customer acquisition, whether that's, you know, a supplier partner or whether it's at the end user level or a new distributor 
supplier relationship. I, I, I believe that there'll be a, a big cost if we, if we can't get back to some level of where we were at before. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's got to be a, a price that we would pay if we are not able to return to more normal business relationships in the near future. Revisiting, you know, the longstanding healthcare industry relationships, Jack, I have a question for you. How have these efficiencies of the longstanding relationships mattered throughout the past year of COVID? Back to efficiencies. I know we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Again, I just, when there's, when the long, when you have those longstanding relationships, there's trust. So, and, and trust makes everything go faster. So, uh, and, and more efficient. So for me to be able to call Steve on, on a topic during, you know, that during all of this, whether it was a, a supplier, like I mentioned earlier, that neither of us knew, but maybe NDC was considering and they were considering our sales team. We can solve that in 15 minutes, right? If it were, if we're going to move on or, or if it makes sense, if we didn't know each other, we wouldn't have that trust. And that, that's where, I, again, it goes back to where, what's the price to pay over time when people haven't built that personally. Uh, and so that I, I think, that that was a huge because it's such a relationship business. I think if you looked back and and how everybody executed throughout it and and what worked, it was still very much relationship based. Why it worked, people were able to get each other on the phone really quickly and and they trusted each other. Trust is a keyword there. It's a really keyword, and I'll take this a different direction, which is, you know, with uh, you know first masks, then hand sanitizer, then gloves. You know, back early in the pandemic, all of a sudden these became almost impossible to get and everybody was scrambling. And yet out of the woodworks comes all these fly by night. I don't know who you are, but you used to make soap and now you make hand sanitizer or you used to be in the food business. And now all of a sudden you think you know how to, to make a face mask and, and the prices and money up front and all these areas, you don't know these people, you don't have relationships with them. And it quickly became evident that these were high risk. And uh, so we steered clear of those. We leveraged folks that had the expertise in PPE, gloves, infection control products, hand sanitizer, whatever it might be. And we, we kind of picked their brains on how we could solve for some of the shortages that we were seeing, make sure that the pricing, if we were going to go outside of normal supply chains, was in alignment, make sure that the factories that we were maybe going to deal with were quality individuals. And so being able to pick up the phone and talk to, you know, a Jerry LaDuca Ducao who intimately knows the, the Asia rim sourcing scene and can steer me clear of pitfalls and, and areas or, or just relying on him to help us out with sourcing product versus trying to figure out who all these people are that all of a sudden have gloves and whether they're going to deliver the gloves and whether they're going to be good quality product or not was nice to, to have those relationships to lean on. Really makes you value the the relationships you already had in a different way. A lot of people lost a lot of money on on products that they either paid for and never got or paid for and were not sellable quality product or, um, you know, just paid for and never heard back from folks. I could give you a bunch of stories. So That's really too bad. That's so sad. Jack, a little more about how the onboarding experience, on the other hand, has changed for new hires in this digitally focused world. 
we're, we're uh, we, we were so caught up, obviously, like everybody else the last year. I'm, I'm not sure we did a great evaluation on that. Um, we just actually had a meeting a couple weeks ago, kind of evaluating who we onboarded during it and who we onboarded even a few months prior. Um, we had onboarded a number of new reps in November, December of 19, January of 19. And when you really look at it, uh, we didn't do a great job. <laughs> um, they really, it, it was a big challenge to do anyway, even for the ones that were only on for two months. And then all of a sudden they were, you know, in their home offices for a year. So we have a lot of work to, to correct that. Um, and it, some of that needs to be done in person. Uh, you know, so it, onboarding virtually was a challenge. I, I'm sure uh, if we could do it again, we probably would have been better at it. Uh, we hadn't ever had to do it before. So uh, we have a, a, a number of people that we've got a lot of work to do to get them up to speed where they deserve to be. The learning experience, you know, you, you're learning how to onboard people di- virtually. This is new for everyone. For sure. So before we wrap up, thank you both so much. This has been really informational and great to just pick your brains about what's been going on on your end of the healthcare supply chain. So before we go, I would love to get a piece of advice uh, that each of you can give our listeners when it comes to building and maintaining relationships within this industry. Steve, if you want to go first. I would say that, you know, my advice to, you know, anybody in this industry, or even if you're not in, in this industry and, you know, uh, Having relationships um, is just so key to um, being successful. And um, if you're not, you know, developing a network within your your industry, whatever industry that is, or our industry, or if you're in part of our industry, you know, the more you have a, a network, um, you know, it's just extremely valuable. Um, I'm not probably not saying this well, but um, uh, I, I just, I know that for me, uh, I never would have got to where I am today without, uh, you know, key relationships that I, I, I was lucky enough to build along the way that, uh, that led me, you know, uh, 25 years in this industry to where I am today. And, and, uh, those relationships are, have been key. And, uh, I look to, you know, pass, you know, some of the, the those folks were senior to me back then and, and they kind of took me and helped me move along in my career. And so I try to do the same with folks that, um, that I work with today or folks that are in our industry that are new, newer, um, that I see potential in is to try to, to help them develop their network and leverage that for their career and, and success. Because it's, uh, it's very rewarding, um, you know, to, to be in an industry where I can actually say that uh, most of my friends, friends or friendships have come from over the last 20 years. So that's awesome. I, I would agree with everything, everything Steve said. Uh, I guess over the years, I, I, a number of times I've, I've met or been working with people that have come from outside the industry. Uh, they're working for a supplier partner of ours and they're new to the industry and uh, they either get it or they don't. Um, you know, they, they, some will take a very short term view and very transactional view at the relationships and, Typically, they don't last very long if that's their view. Uh, others are just blown away and they embrace it and it's um, and they end up thriving. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I've never been in any other industry, so I don't know anything else. But it's always left an impression on me of, that when those people, you know, say, wow, I can't believe how 
how how intertwined and how strong the relationships and how long they are in, in this um, in this industry. So it's a special. It, it's a you know, like Steve. I'm very grateful. Uh, it's a special industry to be in, and I'm happy that I've been in it the whole time and not had to be in anything else. That makes me excited because I just started in this industry. So. That's some great advice. Are you going to remind us that you're 25 again, Liz, and Steve and I are old? Or <laughs> Yes. Uh, in case you're wondering, I'm 25. And <laughs> uh, no, no, good for you. you got a, a great future ahead of you in this industry. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you both so much for joining us on an episode of Parcels of Info and NDC Podcast. We really appreciate it. Liz, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for inviting us. Thanks for having us, Liz. Of course. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Parcels of Info, an NDC podcast, our most efficient way to deliver parcels of valuable information straight to the healthcare supply chain. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform. Like, share, send to your buddy, and we'll catch you next time on Parcels of Info. Bye.